Hey guys, welcome back to Hustlers Daily. This is your host Ashna and I present you with the stories of new age entrepreneurs of India every week on this podcast. We have a new addition to our Hustlers Daily family. Victor Mitra, the co-host and the dost of this podcast. He is a tech geek, loves to talk and a great listener. His storytelling technique has brought him to Hustlers Daily. Today's episode will be hosted by Victor Mitra. Presenting you Victor in conversation with Sana Vora from the Wedding Brigade. Hello to all the listeners out there. A welcome back to another episode of Hustlers Daily. This is your host Victor and I'm going to present you with the stories of new age entrepreneurs of India every week on this podcast. Your wedding is the day for you, uh, your family and your friends alike. You want to make this day as happening as ever. And with all the hustles and the pressure of arrangement to be made, it's just not happening. So here's a company which makes the not happening with an N to a not happen with a K a lot easier. So it gives me immense pleasure to introduce you to the founder and CEO of the Wedding Brigade, Sana. Uh, from choosing the right jewelry to booking the best venues, Sana's company just takes all the responsibility to make it as hassle-free and as memorable as possible. So make your weddings glamorous and unique with the Wedding Brigade. So without further ado, uh, please let me welcome uh, Sana. Hi, Sana. Hi, thanks so much for having thanks me. For having me. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure. Uh, so Sana, just uh, walk us through the Wedding Brigade and the service provided. What is it all about? Just just uh, help enlighten our listeners. Sure. So the Wedding Brigade's goal is to be the largest leading wedding brand by providing curated content on our blog, YouTube channel, and social media, by providing the very best clothing, jewelry, gifts, and favors that can be bought on our e-commerce website, as well as to help brides and grooms book wedding venues, makeup artists, photographers, and more through the help of an expert concierge service. We've also recently launched some of our free wedding tools on our app, which help you plan the wedding like a custom checklist. And the goal is essentially to be able to hold a bride's hand all the way from the moment she gets engaged to the time that she comes back from her honeymoon. We want to be a one-stop shop for Indian weddings. Uh-huh, no doubt about that. Uh, interesting name to come up with. Uh, now, now, I understand a wedding is no less than an army, uh, like army being deployed at the Mandav. Uh, they're armed <laughs> with all flowers and wedding decors, ensuring to foolproof the most important day of their lives. So, who exactly coined this term? Like, uh, what was the brainchild going on around this term, like the wedding brigade? So, it's a funny story. When I actually started the company, it was called India. But when I would say India, people would have no understanding that it had any relation to weddings. People would think I was saying India. I would be asked to spell it. And I realized I needed a much easier name if I wanted our brand to grow. And so it was clear for us that we wanted a name with a wedding in it. It also was needed to be a .com. So we needed to also look at what domain names were available. Uh-huh. And essentially, once at an employee brainstorming session, someone from our services team came up with the name The Wedding Brigade. And it fit us really well because we do so many different things. We do content. We do e-commerce, we do services. So it felt like, you know, like a brigade on army of people who had the bride's back and would make her perfect wedding come to life. Uh, that's that's excellent. Uh, so, uh, so Sana, any co-founder to go with the company? Look, uh, you're the sole uh, person who started off with this one. 
So I'm the sole founder. It wasn't that I was opposed to having a co-founder. It's just that when I moved back to India after eight years, nine years actually of living abroad, um, I didn't have a very big network. I couldn't find a co-founder who was willing to uh, not just you know work on the company day and night, but also put in capital, also make sure that they had a different skill set than I did. And so I decided rather than you know waiting for the perfect co-founder to drop in my lap, I would get started. And it just so happened that. one was never really revealed or uh, it's not that i you know was opposed to having one it just didn't happen but over time also as a sole founder you build a really strong core team you make sure that they're motivated to stay uh, with the company in the long run and i also have my sister working with me and so that is also a great sort of sounding board to have in the company oh uh, that's 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 excellent uh, so uh, let's uh, come into this entrepreneurship and you know being like able to run the company this has been with you for quite some time like uh, i was just going through your profile and you were also involved with a uh, restaurant discount llc this company if i'm uh, like if i'm not mistaken so this was also like a one stop shop where you provided discounts to students at peak hours and uh, so this was already there within you right like to start off a company on your own or start off anything from your own was that there like from uh, somewhere like previously too uh yes so in college at brown i started a company with a few friends called 2020 which you're right provided discounts to students uh, on campus during off peak hours so uh-huh. basically it helped make the meals at restaurants around campus similarly priced to what students would get in a dining hall and so they would pay us up front for the card but by using the card six or seven times they would make up the cost of the meal uh, uh-huh. of the card by eating out and by um, you know being able to enjoy better quality meals and so that was my first uh, brush with entrepreneurship i really just loved ideating building it from scratch we used to sort of you know walk around the streets of our campus selling cards mm-hmm. person to person and so it was a really sort of humbling experience it was also just uh, honestly like really challenging also in its own way to convince people that something they were paying for up front would later hold some value save them some money but since then i knew that uh, i wanted to go back to entrepreneurship at some point in my life i just didn't know when and when this idea sort of uh, crossed my path it was clear that you know this was the opportunity i was waiting for and so i decided to make the plunge and i left my job uh, in new york at morgan stanley in banking and i moved back uh-huh so uh, sana can you tell me more about the business model which you have utilized here sure so the way we work is essentially on a commission basis on the e-commerce side we charge a commission to anyone who buys products through our portal the brand is the one who pays us the commission and we work with some really high end brands like falguni and sheen peacock as well as smaller brands like mojuri flakes or femizen on the services side though the actual transaction the booking happens offline again mm-hmm. we get paid uh, by the venues photographers makeup artists etc that we help our customers book a commission on the booking amount and so it's a purely commission led model okay okay uh, uh so now one thing like uh, you see mostly in indian weddings so uh, it's it's a thing about indians probably like we like to see what we get and get what we see so how do you ensure that when it's in a digital platform completely and it's an e-commerce plat- uh, like where so, you like to do yeah so on the e-commerce front that happens if you tie up with good quality vendors you take great photos you make sure that you're giving them the complete information and mm-hmm. our web our e-commerce uh, platform isn't open 
So it's curated, every brand is checked, every product is filtered Correct. to make sure the customers are only getting the best. And obviously yes. we have a good returns policy, right? So if you order something and it isn't what you thought it was, you can always return it and uh, you know buy something else. Uh, on oh. the services side, as I said, the discovery is done online, but the transaction is done offline. And so what mm -hmm. that means is even though you can browse all of the venues, photographers and makeup artists online, before you actually book them, you would actually mm -hmm. go to the venue, have a look around, maybe taste the food. In the case of a makeup artist or a Mendy artist, you would see references of other brides, talk to them on the phone and then make the booking. So by the time the customer is ready to buy a product or book a service, uh, you know, they have a very, very uh, accurate idea of what they're getting. Uh -huh. So that, that covers up that particular thing. Uh, this uh, managing the entire thing, like it does take a toll, right? Like, can you tell me some of the uh, hassles or the problems which you do face usually? Like, and you have come across like a major way out of it through uh, also? Sure. So I think uh, some of the main things kind of starting back to when we first got started was one hiring, right? Like uh -huh. I had a vision for the type of people I wanted at the company and when we were start, first starting out, we realized that, you know what, we can't afford all these people. We have mm -hmm. to work at this at a piecemeal basis. We have to hire a team that works for what we have now. And then as we raise a bit of money and begin to expand, then be able to kind of hire the staff that we want for the company yeah. moving forward. So hiring is always a challenge. I think it's a challenge at every scale, right? As the company grows, you need to find uh, people who can join and who can scale the company to the next level. I think uh -huh. another sort of challenge for us in the wedding space is that there's so much you can do across products, services, contents, financing, everything, that uh -huh. just being able to prioritize our team's resources to say that, okay, we're going to concentrate on this one task and we're not going to look at anything else because we need to do this task well. That prioritization okay. is something that we learned. And on a personal level, I think when you're the CEO of a small company, uh, a lot of your day can just sort of be whittled away by small fires, you know, small urgent things that need your attention. Something's not working, something's gone wrong, someone needs to be spoken with. But if you let your entire day get engulfed by that, you sort of don't have enough time then to focus on the bigger picture. And mm -hmm. uh, then, you know, you may come across a time a month or two later and you're like, oh, I didn't actually get a chance to think about this or didn't, this didn't actually get done. And so mm -hmm. it's really important, I think, to spend time uh, focusing on the bigger picture as well to spend time not kind of being uh, you know engrossed by tiny tasks but also really look at where your company is heading and whether that's the right direction that's 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 one aspect of it like you're continuously thinking about how to make the company grow like although like you people have made an established name out of yourselves but then there is always a chance to grow that that is one side of it but then like on the real-time scenario considering that one like let's say like just can you tell us about an incident where you were setting up a wedding and then like something happened and uh, some incident something memorable like good or bad anything and then you made your way out of it sure. and came out. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So, you know, we don't we don't plan weddings. We're not wedding planners. We basically help you book your venue, makeup artist, photographer, help you buy your fashion, jewelry, gifts, favors. So, but uh, one interesting uh, scenario was very early actually in our history. There was uh, two brides. They were twins, and they were getting married in uh, Jammu and Kashmir during the Gandhi Jayanti weekend. So it was a public holiday, and they had ordered full matching sets of wedding jewelry through us and okay. because it was uh, your know, public holiday that weekend basically the sets may not were not going to be able to reach on time and even if they reached the office there would have been no one to deliver it 
but these girls were getting married you know this was their wedding uh-huh. jewelry and we had to find a way to get it to them so we yeah. called like various tiny courier partners in jammu and kashmir and figured out for some small company that could be open that could go and that could get them the jewelry they were also lived in a um, army base and so there was very restricted access so i remember just spending that entire weekend in the phone just figuring out how to get these twin brides their matching jewelry sets and uh, it happened eventually but it was uh, a lot of gray hairs later oh, wow that was something i mean <laughs> like it was something like basically like people see the end point of it the end result of everything but they really don't know like what gets abstracted behind so this was one incident which uh, yeah this was something yes i mean not every order is this complicated most orders are much more straightforward but uh, this was very early also right so i always be very involved in every aspect and yeah so this is definitely one clear memory correct uh, uh, so like achievement uh galor like you have been listed in the prestigious forbes 30 under 30 uh you have been a panelist on et now episode, uh, episode titled as leaders of tomorrow you have been uh ranked second in hacker street as one of the top 14 startup which has revolutionized the wedding planning scenario now i understand like what most people have actually tapped is the fact that it's a distributed uh, wedding uh, like scenario which is there in india and they have tried to integrate that so it's a pretty competitive market there also but how do you think like what made what is the usp of the company which makes it list among so many like like one after the other sure so what like, so i think our usp honestly came, you know came to be from our biggest customer insight which is when we were starting off the process of building the wedding brigade and we were talking to brides and we were asking them you know what is the hardest part about planning a wedding why uh-huh. is this always sort of um why is this always sort of such a big pain point and something that's spoken about so much and all of them said you know what it's not about booking the right venue it's not about finding the right makeup artist it's not about finding the right lehenga we can do all of that the issue okay. comes from having to do a hundred tasks like this in a limited period of time with a limited budget that is what causes the stress there's no one task that by itself is so insanely stressful and so it became clear to us that if we genuinely want to give brides a better way of planning their wedding we have uh-huh. to be able to address all of these problems all of these different things that they needed to book and buy in one place and okay. in india we are the only wedding portal with content e-commerce and services there is no other portal that does all three there has never been a portal that has done it before and so we feel that we are in the best position to one meet the bride's needs but two also to capture a larger percentage of the overall wedding spend uh huh okay so so do uh, the weddings which uh, people opt your services do you visit those like uh... Uh, so sometimes if the couple and you know uh, so the people who like kind of go with the couple to help them book and negotiate the best deal they call our business development team so you can get uh-huh. in touch with them if you call our concierge service or you ping them on chat they'll kind of you know start the planning process and then they'll move you over to someone on our business development team who'll actually go with you to these venues So sometimes when couples become close to them, they do actually invite them to their weddings, and sometimes they do go. So we get pictures sometimes from a BD in Goa who's at a few weddings, or from a BD in oh. Delhi. Uh, but uh, it isn't a requirement, obviously, and it only depends on whether the couple actually wants to do that, and you know how close of a bond they've formed. Correct. Uh, the social media presence, like, uh, how do you rate like social media's presence in helping you market this service? Oh, I think it's massive. So I think the first thing to point out is that unlike our competitors, we're verified. 
we mm-hmm. uh, have a blue tick our following is all organic it's grown naturally over the period of 3 years and because oh. these are organic followers and people who genuinely followed us for the quality of our content it drives mm-hmm. a lot of traffic to our website both with both facebook instagram and now you know we're starting to build a presence on pinterest as well okay okay uh, and about the content like which you're saying is a pretty strong usp uh, as far as uh, wedding brigade is concerned so what exactly goes into that content like is it like a feedback which you receive from uh, users who have used your services something like that or it's uh, like can you just walk me through that one that content part sure so we have a lot of different types of content some of our content is like real wedding content so we talk to brides who recently got married and see what their experiences are like cover their weddings which gives you know of soon to be brides uh, lots of ideas then we make content around bridal makeup bridal beauty bridal wellness we do a lot of look books you know what type of uh, outfits are popular what are some uh, beautiful designer lehengas someone can look at uh, mm-hmm. you know we do a lot of budget related pieces so you know lehengas you can buy under 5000 rupees or makeup artists you can book under 15000 rupees so anything uh-huh. to do with honestly like ideas and inspiration and planning for indian weddings very true and it's it's not limited to like uh, you know users of a, a particular social strata it is being used by every single person like there's yes. i believe when i went on to your website i think there was a like uh, just like you find on most of the e-commerce platforms there's a price range which is there and if you like uh, dedicate that like if you just mark from which price range to which price range you want the service and the packages it shows up all those like the search like uh, iterates itself and then the search thing comes up so it's like it's for everybody it's a one stop shop for all that's yeah, so one- we really want to be able to cater to you know every bride and every budget and a big focus for us is expanding our offering so we can also cater to every single religious community every uh-huh. single ethnic community so people can find what they're looking for excellent uh the funding which i need to ask you once like once you started off this is a in elaborate and a massive massive service that you have chosen so where did you get the funding from did you have an, an angel investor or did you start up from your own where did the, where was the funding oh. So originally, uh, it was bootstrapped. You know, my family uh, and I put in a little bit of money, and then after that, uh, I raised my seed round from Bloom Ventures, uh, and that's how kind of things really got started and got moving. They're one of sort of the most active early investors in India, and then okay. since then we've had a couple of rounds as well, where we've had some angel investors participate, we've had some family offices participate, and recently we had a Japanese fund called Akatsuki Entertainment Technology. uh invest in our latest round as well so um you know yeah, it, it yes. definitely is super important and you know we yes. are going to continue to fundraise obviously uh you know as time goes on to make sure that we can scale the platform and really build india's largest wedding brand uh, just coming back to that uh, with the japanese investment which you're talking about so that is mostly i believe in so uh you talked about being uh, like funded by blue ventures i believe this was not the first time you have been like uh, funded by bloom yes bloom ventures yeah. it was the second time you have been funded too so you must be doing something right i mean people are trusting your services or something like that what makes you think like the for the first time they did invest without knowing anything about like how would this particular thing go till now you're being funded a second time by bloom ventures so what do you think you have been making it right all along which is helping you get the fundings sure so i've actually we've actually raised three rounds they've participated uh-huh. in all three rounds 
Uh, I think there are a few things. I think first in the beginning, uh, when someone is deciding to invest in early stage startup, and obviously they or any investor will be able to answer this better than me. They obviously okay. look at the market size. They look at the team's approach to the market. How are they looking at a you know gaining market share, capturing spend? But they also look at the founder. You know, do does this person have grit? Will this person give up when there's a challenge? Will this person mm-hmm. sort of fight to the very end? I think just that like sense of like grit, determination, and never quitting. That's like extremely, extremely important because this journey is honestly uh, full of uh, valleys and peaks, and definitely more uh, valleys and peaks. Especially when you start out, you have to have a really thick skin, and you have to just have the ability to keep marching forward. Uh, so I think that's what they kind of look at in the beginning. It's a lot about the market. It's a lot about the entrepreneur. And then as you sort of have been around longer as a company, you know they look at. your user growth they look at your revenue growth they look at do you have the ability to build a sustainable company in the future are the building blocks right what is your approach to the market how are you going to go deeper how are you going to build margins how are you going to grow and so i think uh, you know these things become more important obviously as the company grows and if you're showing progress there and if you're showing an innovative way of approaching the market and thinking about things investors get excited uh uh-huh. and i think uh, obviously the other thing is your ability to sort of uh, recruit talent your ability to build and inspire a team uh, and your ability to honestly take feedback as well right uh, to be able to yeah not just assume that you're always right you always know what you're doing but to be able to rely on other people and take their uh, you know feedback whether it's positive or negative and learn and move on from there uh there's always always a scope to learn uh one more thing like uh, the service is it like only applicable indigenously or you have international services uh, running as well so on the e-commerce side we deliver globally so we get orders from singapore and luxembourg in the uk and the okay. us uh, pretty much everywhere uh, and shipping is actually free over certain order value as well and uh, on the services side we uh, you know, help people book destination weddings in cities like uh you know bali and countries like thailand oman uh, dubai sri lanka etc uh, but we don't have a physical presence so that's mostly because we have tie ups with destination properties and reversely okay. if you are a bride and groom living abroad like an nri who wants to have their wedding in india we've definitely done some of those weddings as well so those are the so it's mostly india and sort of these popular destination wedding cities that we tend to focus on as of now but obviously there's room to grow okay okay uh now coming to something a bit light uh, managing so many things does take a toll on you also right so how do you spend your free time mostly so uh, quite random i think on days when i'm feeling lazy i honestly just watch netflix uh, i okay. also play in like a uh, women's football league uh, in town uh-huh. and so usually like uh, yeah a couple of times a week i try and play football I play tennis, uh, and so yeah, I'd say those are probably the main ways. I used to read a lot more. I feel like I've just been really tired these days when I'm getting okay. home from work. So I haven't been reading as much, but uh, growing okay. up, that was probably what I spent most of my time doing. Also, oh, what do you what do you watch mostly on Netflix right now? Like, what is there like an absolute must on your Netflix, which you like just have oh, and start? Oh well, Game of Thrones just started, so obviously oh, oh, I'm watching that. Oh. And then I think billions is coming back, and I used to be in finance, so I love billions. It uh, it really kind of like gets me excited. And I randomly watched a show with uh, Idris Elba called Turn Up Charlie. I don't think okay. it's very well known, but I I really enjoyed it. And obviously, you know, Made in Heaven, right? If you uh-huh. like. 
Okay. Uh, it's it's ironical that you mentioned Game of Thrones because it listed one of the most gruesome episodes and it was called Red Wedding. So that's something to look forward to. <laughs> oh, that uh, is definitely not something <laughs> to ever look forward to at a wedding. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Sana, like, there's one more round that we have introduced. It's called a rapid fire round. Okay. It will be quick. It will be snappy. I'll just ask you questions. You just need to not think and just answer. Okay. Uh, so. The first question is uh, your preferred form of wedding, a uh, destination wedding or an uh, indigenous wedding? Destination. Okay. I'm actually uh, getting married in Goa at the end of the year. So that was easy. Oh, so wedding, wedding brigade is uh, like holding the entire thing. If I'm not oh, definitely. Oh, brilliant. Uh, so if you were given an option to plan the wedding of three famous personalities, who would it be? And it would come from wedding brigade itself. So I think uh, definitely in Bombay would be Alia Bhatt and Ranbir Kapoor. I think that's going to be a great Bollywood wedding. Uh, yeah. Then I think I would do maybe Beyonce and Jay-Z. I know they recently renewed their vows, but uh, uh-huh. I think planning their original wedding would have been fun. And I'm a huge Beyonce fan. And then I think I would, on the third, I would probably want to plan a royal wedding. So, you know, either for of like an Indian prince or, prin- or princess or for, uh, you know, a European prince or princess, just because I think there's a different amount of kind of tradition that goes into that. It's uh, really exciting. Uh, yeah, I'd probably want to plan a royal wedding as well. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, so, like, just that you mentioned that uh, you're going to get married. Uh, so, like, name three famous personalities who would you would want in your wedding list and uh, to go with that why? To go with that vibe, uh, well, yeah, definitely. I think uh, I would go with like people who like to have a good time. So maybe I would invite, uh, you know, Drake, maybe Beyonce uh-huh. because I'd love for them to perform, and also Dalai Mandy because I think he's amazing. <laughs> oh, nice! So they're going to be invited and they're going to be in the service as well. So it's good. Yes, let's see if my invitation reaches them, but uh, we'll see. Okay. Uh, three pieces of advice you would like to give the budding entrepreneurs out there in the country? Three pieces. Um, okay, I think uh, the first I've already mentioned, which is, you know, don't spend all of your time dousing small fires. You know, make sure uh-huh. you are putting aside time to look at the bigger picture every day or at least every other day. Uh, the second thing that I would say is when you're in the office, you're going to be pulled in a hundred different directions, especially if you have, you know, a team bigger than two, three people. And so uh-huh. you should try and do sort of your um, alone work, whether that's working on your financial model, whether that's answering emails, you should try and do that either before or after office, because it's going to be very rare that you can do solo work uh, uh-huh. while you're in the office. And I think the third thing is to not rush hiring people you know take your time to really get to know the person to understand their skill set to get someone else to vet them or almost never hire someone if you're the only person who's spoken to them uh-huh. uh, to make sure that you're getting the right people correct uh, to all the listeners out there one thing like uh, don't worry all the answers and whatever sana has said it's going to be uploaded in the description versus box as well so you just want to go there and click on it and you're going to see everything so like you're not going to miss out on anything uh the next question is uh, your favorite uh, wedding destination number one number two one dish which is an absolute must which will be there in your wedding hmm. so my favorite as in like the, my favorite place to host a destination wedding 
Uh, you can see both like host as well as where you are going to get married, which you already mentioned. I believe it's in Goa. <laughs> yeah. So I think so, uh, I think I like really love beachy locations, right? So okay. for me, uh, Goa made the most sense given kind of where our families and our friends live and connectivity and flights. But other than uh, Goa, any beach would be uh, would be cool. Whether it's you know Bali, whether it's somewhere in Thailand, Kerala. Uh, uh i just really like sort of the vibe of a beach wedding nice and one dish which is an absolute must i think it would definitely probably be like chicken tikka and kebabs when uh-huh. i was younger i wouldn't go to weddings if they didn't serve non veg food i'm so very particular about it with my parents so i would definitely want that at my wedding I, i kind of think that's mostly with the millennials nowadays like they usually do not skip the weddings if it's a veg if it's it's a veg all wedding And I really know so. I have a lot of friends who had veg weddings and I really enjoyed those weddings because I love my friends and also my palate is a little bit more mature yeah. now I don't only eat chicken tikka but when I was yeah. younger that was definitely a concern for me uh, excellent uh sana like with that it will be a wrap uh so if you like the podcast do share your opinion uh, suggestions with us at ashna.jhai@gmail.com i repeat a s h a n a j h a @gmail.com or you can say a hi to us on instagram at the hustlers daily podcast with all this i'll take your leave so see you next week till then keep hustling and keep on keeping on uh ash uh, sana like it was great talking to you so with this i'll take your leave too Uh bye bye. Great. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed myself. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. Okay. Bye.